All right. Well, hello, 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 and welcome. It is time for the Outpouring Fellowship podcast. This is the place for Jesus lovers who question the church. Today we're going to be talking about lordship, hearing the master's voice. Thoughts, Caleb? <laughs> hey, I'm doing so much back here. Uh, anyway, shalom, shalom, everybody. Uh, Caleb Meal here um, with my host, Matt. Say it, man. Patton. <laughs> Patton. <laughs> that is going to be a continual thing. Um, anyway, welcome, everybody. Uh, it's good to be here. Well, uh, for those who are here, glad you're tuning in. And for those who are watching the recordings, uh, welcome. Shalom, shalom. All right. As you can tell, as I stop this, uh, Sharon, we aren't showing our faces yet again uh, due to the fact that um, we're having some complications in the background. doesn't really matter who's having the complications. <coughs> uh, but, you know... Uh... <laughs> 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 but... Uh... It's still good to be here, and I hope you guys still enjoy it, even though you're not seeing our uh, beautiful faces on the screens. But yes, like Matt was saying, we we wanted to uh, continue on with this uh, lesson here on, on lordship. Uh, if I remember correctly, we 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 went a lot when it came to uh, the, the last one. For those who uh, were there, we talked a lot about what it means make Jesus as Lord and, and what does that mean for us well a lot of it meant um, a lot of it meant dying to ourselves and then we went to a lot of detail on that Matt maybe you remember some things we talked about but I do remember it was a lot about um, self-sacrifice and yes and, and, and tour and making you know keeping our eyes on him um, and that's what and, and again and with that um, and what we wanted to lead on with our with our part two on this is, well, in order to make him Lord, we need to know him, right? So in order to know him, we need to know his voice. Because, you know, we all, most of the time, we tend to go by our own understanding, and I'm talking to myself here, um, and, or we allow the enemy to intervene and speak to us and influence us. Um, and... And sometimes that almost seems like reality. And when when it comes to the Father, he show he, he continues to remind us that it's not. You need to stop looking at. We need to stop looking at what we see in front of us, and start look and putting on His eyes, His mindset in every situation. And it's so hard to do. And but He's given us tools. He's given us want the thing to hear to know His voice. He's given us His Word, uh, the, the Bible the holy scriptures to discern what is of him and what is of the enemy and he's and, given us a way to and through you know he's and he's told us to seek him to pray to him so right there his word and talking to him praying to him and you know before we get too far into it that was a good intro by the way thank you thank um you. before we get too far into it we need to do a little business Oh, business. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know, as always, you can watch us here live on Rumble. We try to get live about 10 o'clock on Wednesdays, but today was a little slow. I was, yeah, 
I, I was up most of the night wrestling with my computer because I decided I needed to change things. Um, For those who are watching, here's the uh, um, information here. So, yeah, you can watch us live on Rumble. Please subscribe, by the way, if you're yes. a Rumble user. It helps us a lot. Um, you can also or, find you can also find us, and those who love to use YouTube, you can find us on our YouTube channel, um, Outpouring Ecclesia. Uh, Outpouring Fellowship Ecclesia. So just look up that name. You'll see the page. We post, we post, I post all the recordings uh, on that and like and subscribe. That it would help get the word out. Or you can just listen on your favorite podcast app. Yes. Any old time. Yes. And for those well, who are interested and love what we're hearing, we'd love to hear from you. We provided our email information. They can reach both of us at outpouring underscore fellowship at proton.me uh, and at Caleb at outlook.com that's my uh, other email because uh, i have an, another one on yahoo which is i have so much already going on there with this one you can at least reach me on here and, and i'll try to and, and i'll do my very best to go, go to that one and reply to you as soon as possible and i for those who use it, instagram i have an instagram account at caleb underscore meal just my name and uh with uh matt he, he uses uh telegram at matthias 76 and we're on true social so just look for us and uh, as of course, the background music that we use, that we really love this intro, is from Indie Folk Background KL Productions. All right. All right, now that we got that out of the way. Indeed. <laughs> so. To hear the master's voice. That, like I said, um, how do we know? Well, he's like I said in our in, in that intro, is that he's given us tools, and the one main thing is uh is his his word. What back then, what was the word? How it was defined, uh, in uh in in the Hebrew mindset was the Torah, which means well, some translate as law, but really the actual translation is God's instructions. But mm -hmm. the Torah, which would be the first five books that was written beforehand, and then everything else uh, throughout history added to it. Uh, the, the history of Joshua, the history of the judges the, throughout the history, and then the rest of the prophecies from, uh, from, the, from the prophets that God uh, called to speak to his people, whether to minister, to encourage, but also to tell people when they were doing wrong, when they were sinning and turning their backs toward God, and to tell them to repent. Um, and then giving other prophecies of... of the coming messiah so and just yeah and uh, and things to uh encourage us so every story is of the, how god is, has just worked through his people he doesn't have to he doesn't have to use any of them but he wants to you see that throughout his word and it's, it's a constant theme using people who are broken and you you know you using him to glor using people using us to glorify his name glorifying who he is um so with that he, he's given us this word that we have we have access to mm-hmm and like I said the other one was prayer we can we can talk to him he wants us to talk to him he wants us to sh uh, he pour out our thoughts our frustrations our joys um, so that when we when we talk to him we're giving him permission to come into our lives to change our worldly mindset to his mindset 
it says in the scriptures in Isaiah, you know, I'm talking about, you know, how he, uh, he, I keep getting Isaiah or Jeremiah, but he's, he's, um, he talks about how your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. Um, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So that's true. We need to ask the father continue to, you know, place our thoughts with his thoughts, our ways with his ways, because his ways are good are beneficial. Amen. So with that, <clears throat> when Jesus was here on the uh, on earth, he called himself uh, the good shepherd. And it's from the Gospel of John, chapter 10. And I will start about yeah let's start with verse one truly truly i say to you he who do he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way that a man is a thief and a robber but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep to him the gatekeeper opens the shape he, the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know uh, the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. They, so there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. So with this scripture... He was let. He gave. He gave two descriptions of himself. He's he's letting him know, I am the door, that you know the, uh, the that you know, uh, that the sheep enter through. I'm the doorway. I it goes back to I am the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So he's that bridgeway. He's, he's making that point that when they come in there, they will be safe. They they will come because they know, they know his voice. Um, found it interesting when I was looking up the Greek word for it for shepherd give me a sec okay um if i'm pronouncing it right bohemian bohemian 
um, which means a, a certain um, affinity, a shepherd, literally or literal or figurative, a shepherd. But mm -hmm. it's a noun meaning shepherd who generally cares for the flocks. Now another word um, above it is uh, bohimeno. Bo, bo, bo if I'm pronouncing that right, forgive me. Um, to tend as a shepherd, care for, feed, keep sheep rule you know shepherd tend so with it what a shepherd does is they care for the sheep they watch they you know they're constantly you know grooming them feeding them you know all these things that a shepherd does all these things that a shepherd does with a sheep jesus does for us so he so he was making the uh, statement that he was the door that everyone uh, when he get when they when the sheep enter the door they're saved so we have to enter through um but through the way that he made for us, that God made through through his son. But also he was saying that I am the good shepherd. So he's the good shepherd that takes care of his sheep, but also a good shepherd that, you know, lay down, lays down his life. So, mm -hmm. but, but, um, but making the point with um, when it comes to his voice, when the sheep are with the shepherd so much they, and they spend so much time with the shepherd, they will recognize the voice, right? They know the, 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 the shepherd's tone. When they're, you know, when they're, when they're calling for that particular sheep or when the sheep, when the sheep herder has to get, um, uh, uh, firm with it, with the sheep, when they're being disobedient or whatever, but they recognize the sheep's voice, but the moments and, and the enemy comes in a thief, uh, robbers that just don't, that don't, don't come through the door, but out, out the outer courts, they, they, they will, they will flee from the robbers because that that's not the shepherd. Mm -hmm. So how much important is it for us believers to know our father's voice? To know the Lord's voice, yeah, yes. it's crucial. And if we if we don't have it, we can be misled so easily. Right. Um, we'll get taken in by the wolves in sheep clo sheep's clothing. Yeah. So many of these so-called pastors out there. We don't need to need don't need to name names. No. That's not we all kind of know. <laughs> we all kind of know. Um, it's the the ones who come along and try to fatten the herd and then fleece them. And that's not necessarily your prosperity preachers. That could be a regular pastor who's just not um, in tune himself. Yeah, or yeah, in tune with him. I I remember hearing one time, maybe I shared it before, but I remember hearing one time that uh, um, my mother had a conversation with a pastor, and a pa and the pastor says, "Well, I have to admit to you, I'm not really that spiritual." And my mm -hmm. thoughts is like, then what are you doing as a pastor? Exactly. As a leader, you need to be in tune with the Father's voice. In that, in that case, you need to be of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, right? So you absolutely. Have to, we're called to be spiritual. We're called to be of of His spiritual, of His supernatural. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, so what are you doing as a pastor then? Yeah, this isn't making sense. <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal yeah so i mean there there's a a pastor local local to me 
we actually used to go to the church that he started. Actually, he's pastoring it again. Um, but he will tell you out front, he's not a pastor. He's an evangelist, an apostle, but not a pastor. Like, okay. So basically don't expect to come to him for, you know, counseling of any no. kind, because he can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so he needs assistance to do it for him, which, I mean, I suppose if, if the organization's big enough to support that, fine-ish, but then, and then have you all, have y'all noticed that often if you're dealing with a pastor who's been a pastor for 20, 30, 40 years, they have a stable of messages that they pull from. It's almost always reheated. You want to explain more in detail on that? So on a human level, after you've, especially if someone is a is more of an expository preacher, they will, you know, preach through a chunk of scripture, or possibly over the course of their career, the entire Bible. I don't know if many who have actually successfully done that. That's very very difficult to do, <laughs> but. Like, especially if they're at least vaguely liturgical in how they approach things, um, there are certain passages, and I don't know how familiar you guys are with um, liturgical churches. That's your Lutherans, your Methodists, your Presbyterians. Um, and they have a, they follow the church calendar. The church year, all the, well, most of them don't observe the saints days necessarily, but the, you know, the idea of Advent, Lent, uh, possibly observing the Reformation, that sort of idea. And there are a bunch of other like random Sundays throughout the year that there are about three or four different sets of texts that a pastor in one of those churches can pick from to preach on for that Sunday. And it's all laid out for them. Now, for a more free church or Baptist non-denominational style that's not liturgical, lower church, okay? If you've been preaching for long enough, if you've been teaching for long enough, you have a set of sermons that you can go back to and preach them again or yeah. slightly rework them. Yeah, okay, yeah. And if somebody's been in your church for 10, 20 years, they know. <laughs> they know exactly what you're going to say about X, Y, and Z. Right, right. Because they've already heard it probably a couple times. So the... The pastor that I was talking about, that's he's in one of those situations. Like he has probably 
five to ten years worth of semi-unique content. And he just sort of cycles through it. Um, and that can work, but oftentimes that's not what the spirit is actually doing in that season. <laughs> and, exactly, yeah. es and especially when you're dealing with a church that is ostensibly about what the spirit is doing, like that church. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> um, it's just, it, it's a mess. It yeah, winds up being a mess. Yeah, and 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 we miss the point. the The whole point is to experience the word because the word is life, right? It's him. It is. What did it say in the in the gospel? In the gospel, John, the very beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then the word, and later on, further down, the word became flesh, which is Yeshua, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it is life. It is living. So even though the word is there and we maybe heard the story so much, I can't tell you how many times I've read the story that I've heard for years. And the Lord will show me something, will show something, a hidden mystery in there, uh, whether it be in a term or maybe seeing the story a little differently. You know, the, he, he's constantly teaching you if you allow him. That's part mm -hmm. of hearing his voice because, you know, you could learn, you, you could hear these stories for all your life. But if you look back at it again, you'll see, wow, I missed something. I missed that part. I missed that person that, that this person did this situation. And I, oh, I see it completely different now. Uh, so the Lord will, is always showing you something more about him as you continue to seek him. Um, but you got to continue seeking him. It's a process, mm -hmm. right? And we can go it, to uh, Psalms uh, 119. That's the per that's, I would say that's probably the perfect chapter, the, the whole thing. Uh, and in quote, for those who know, uh, 119.11, that I have hidden or stored, some translate, but I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And the whole chapter is about David seeking God in his word, in the Torah, in that context. Mm -hmm. Whatever stories that have existed, but mainly the you know the 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 first five books, but the Torah, that he would constantly meditate, meditate on his word. Well, when it comes to just seeking his word, it's a process, and you know, uh, you know, applying it and all that, it's a process. It's not an uh, an overnight thing. You have to constantly do it, do it like exercising. You can't uh, build, you know, work on your biceps and then that and um uh, and and then stop for uh um for the you just you can't work out and work your biceps out for like once a week and then expect results uh you have to set a schedule that like you know usually three times a week you're you're in the gym you're working certain areas of your body you're constantly building and then you're increasing you're not you know it, or like with a child you can't give that child meat that one uh what was it? i think paul yeah paul talks about you know i can't give you meat you're like children you're like babes uh, a babe has to you know have milk before it's ready to, to uh consume meat um so it's a process mm-hmm and you know everything is you it's very rare that you have an all-at-once experience in the lord it almost never happens it can I mean, 
people get set free from drugs, alcohol, oh, yeah. whatever other addictions or sin patterns that have been destroying their lives oh. all the time. But most of the time, those are sort of ex extraordinary. Most of the time, it's not that way. Most of the time, we gotta work. Most of the time, we gotta put in the effort to actually get free and stay free. And, you know, my, my sense on that is that the Lord knows that if he just gave us everything all at once, we'd be unbearable. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't be able to handle it. And, I mean, not only would we not be able to handle it, <laughs> which I don't think we would, but um, it would be, like, we would be so cocky <laughs> I know I would. Mm. I mean, it's like Paul with his thorn in the flesh, right? Yeah, yeah. I asked the Lord three times, take this from me. No, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. No. But, but Lord, no. I said no. But, no, Paul. Okay. <laughs> Walk it out. Sort, work with God to get free. It's not about what you do. Heavens no. No, no. It's about what he's already done and what he's already given to you. He's given us all the tools to break free. He's given us um, deliverance. Mm -hmm. You know, the, there's another Greek word, sozo, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if you guys are familiar with the stream of churches that I, <laughs> that, uh, I kind of came from, um, sozo prayer is deep inner healing prayer. It's deeply prophetic, and actually my wife used to be on teams praying for people. I mean, she still does pray for people, but not formally on Sozo teams. Um, and I mean, it got to the point where towards the end of her time on these sozo teams she'd get beat up pretty badly spiritually speaking Bef like the couple of days before a prayer and sometimes bleeding over after but usually not it was usually right before because the enemy knew who was coming and he and it was even worse this was years ago. It was even worse because at the time she was pregnant, it got scary. <laughs> and I don't share this to, to scare anybody. It's just reality. Mm. You have to be very careful. But we have these tools. And we have the armor of God, right? So we got to use it. We got to stay 
with him. We gotta stay on our knees. The moment we stand up, we're gonna get knocked over. Yeah, and part of that is a lot of training, a lot of prepping, and a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like any other situation. Um... trying to gather my thoughts here um and maybe some people are like well how do you know how do you know his voice how do you know to discern what's his and maybe what's your own or maybe the enemies well great question but because uh it, paul also talks about how you know the, the the fruits of the holy spirit right mm-hmm he, and not only he, he, but first, before he mentions the fruits of the Holy Spirit, he mentions, you know, the, the, the fruits of the flesh. Mm -hmm. So it, he gives you some, some discernment right there that, uh, give me a sec, get into my place here. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, says for, but I say to you, walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions divisions envy drunkenness orgies and things like these there are more i warn you as i warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of god but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there is no law and those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Mm -hmm. So he's given us discernment right there to know what is of the flesh. You may, we may, human beings may want to do good. We may have good intentions, but scripture already tells us, we already know this, that for the, and for those who are listening, maybe you don't know. We may want in good intentions, but that doesn't make us good. The Bible says that, you know, that no one is righteous, not even one. All have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God. So, me, if I didn't have Jesus, I, I even though no, may, I may have good intentions, I may want to want to do good, but if I don't have Jesus and He hasn't cleansed me from my sin, I'm I'm not a good person. No one is, uh -uh. not without Him. He was the one when He came here. He He was the righteous one. He was the good one because He is the Son of God, the Messiah, and through Him, by His blood, the blood that you know we rightfully deserve, that we should have you know paid for, He paid. So when God looks upon him, he looks upon his son. That we, through him, we are made holy, not by ours. So for the whole, for those maybe that don't have a full understanding of what we've been talking about, that is the gospel. That we have been made, made righteousness, righteous through him. So with that in mind, to discern as we walk with him, and the enemy is going to attack. He's going to attack with us with this, the, the 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 fruits of the flesh, which I've just mentioned, which are mentioned in Galatians. So discern, and he's given us uh, the you know the evidence of the spirit, of uh, the fruits of the spirit of the Holy Spirit. 
So discern mm -hmm. in every situation you're in, discern, okay, is this of the father or is this of the flesh? Even James makes it clear about, you know, being friends of the world. Um, let me go to that real quick. And James about warning against worldliness, you know, so he, apparently there were some quarrels going on. So he asked, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? If I didn't mention it, James 4. Um, is it not that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, you desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is in enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes him an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealousy over the spirit um, th that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, uh, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter return to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. So whatever was going on in that time, they were having quarrels, they were wanting things and all that, but for the wrong reasons. Maybe if maybe part of it, there's like, no, we can, we can probably do good in what we want, want to do with it, but we, but mainly they wanted things for themselves and they were doing, you know, causing all these sins and all that. So James had to make it clear, you adulterous people, what are you doing? Submit to God, submit to his ways. What does it talk about in his word? What you've heard, what Jesus has done, submit to him, resist the devil, discern what is of the, of the enemy and, and how he uses the, the, the fruits of the flesh. You know, resist the devil and he will flee from you because he can't stand the presence of the Holy Spirit. So when you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. How do we draw near to him? Prayer. Because when you go and when, when, when we pray to him, really think about this. When we pray to him, we are going in his presence. Jesus says that, you know, when we talked about prayer, go into the secret place where it's just you and him one on one. That way, when no one has to see you, it's not about everyone seeing you. Go, go into your room. If you have a private room, go to there. Wherever is private, it's you and him alone. The secret place. People call it prayer closet. Where, wherever you can be alone with him, go to him. Talk to him. When you go in, in private, you are going into the throne room. Really think about that. Because when you, when Jesus also said, um, "But seek the kingdom of heaven, and his righteousness, the kingdom of God and his righteousness." And all these things will be added to you. So, and it's important that um, when it comes to hearing the voice, we got to, again, goes back to dine ourselves, you know, humble ourselves, admitting mm -hmm. we know nothing. We know nothing when it comes to God's ways. We know nothing when it comes to being uh, good. We may think we do, but we really don't. The thing I've learned throughout the years is that God's not into good things. He's into godly things. So what does that mean? Meaning, whatever God desires, we should desire. So 
ask him, okay, what, what would you, what do you want me to do? What, how do you want me to represent? And then when we seek the head, you know, the rest of the body should listen. So mm -hmm. again, dis uh, discerning the voice, it's a, it's a process, but you got to start somewhere. Uh, the word is a great place and just pray, father, teach me how to hear your voice. And a lot of times, sometimes it's when we go into our private place, it's sometimes it's just us being quiet. Maybe there's a, maybe a time of praise, maybe a time of just pouring your heart out, but many other times it's just sitting there in silence. And I tell you right now, that is the, that is the hardest thing. That is the hardest thing because as human beings, we have so much going on in our, in our minds, whether we're thinking about, oh, we got these chores to do, we got things going on in our job, or maybe, you know, you, you're seeing a movie where we play in your head. And I can speak that, that is me. Um, so, <laughs> and so that is a hard thing to keep, you know, teach your, to have God teach your mind to be silent and meditating yeah. on him and his presence. But it, but I've had moments where it, it's worked. And like I said, and I'm not, and I'm no expert, but we got to keep, continue doing it. It is, it is a constant exercise. It's a constant training. Your life with him is a training no matter how much you know knowledge you have it, it will never be complete because it's always it's living life with him you're always learning something even if you've heard it before whether you're being reminded or whatnot you're always being reminded of something uh, uh everything is a teaching moment uh and But like I said, it starts somewhere. Sorry, folks, just having a little complications here. <laughs> Everything good on your end, Matt? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so on Zoom, I'm going to stay off, but in the, in the stream, I fixed it so I'm visible. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. Mm hmm So, like I said, guys, uh, it, is, it is definitely a process, but the Lord has given us tools and encouragement to continue to pursue it. And there's going to be times where you, 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 you don't want to go into his presence, depending on your situation. Um, I let, let me just speak speak from my, there are times when I've just been through life and, and, and all that. And I, I just don't want to talk to the father because maybe I feel like he's not answering me or he's not, you know, doing this for me or whatnot. And I don't feel like talking to him. I don't feel like going to his presence, but the Lord showed me, I, they taught me that, you know, you need to, you need to come to my presence, even if you don't want to. And I'll tell you, I felt a difference. I've, I've I felt his presence turn my attitude upside down or Betty at Betty at right side up. Mm-hmm. Um, For real. Because, even when I didn't want to. But when I when I allowed him to mold me and teach and uh, encourage me and fill my spirit with him, I was able to feel immense peace and joy. No matter the circumstances, no matter Absolutely. what I was feeling through. And that's that's what that's part of knowing his voice too. That, that that evidence there, knowing that he turned your frustration, maybe your anxiety, doubt, fears, everything, everything that we deal in this world, if we go to him and he changes that into joy, peace, 
I love all the things of the fruit of the spirit. That that's evidence right there. That he's constantly changing. That he's that he is changing. Mm-hmm. Matt, what are your thoughts? I mean I think it's I think it's interesting that in my experience, in the times when I've felt the most ashamed and what the least wanted to go before the Father or talk to the Lord, when I did, like for instance, after I slipped up, um, those are definitely times when in the past I would have run the other way because I was ashamed of what I did. I mean, there's still that. And number one, shame is not of the Lord. Um, love does not produce shame. Fear produces shame. And when we are in when we're in that space, for lack of a better way to put it, it it gets tricky sometimes because we we get messed up in our it, we get messed up, period, <laughs> don't we? Mm-hmm. And we we get it all backward when those moments when we've been weak, when we've done something we knew we shouldn't have done, those are the, those are the moments that we need the most to run to, to Abba. Because he can fix it. He's the only one who can. And the reality is, as soon, is that as soon as we confess, what does it say in 1 John? Mm. He is faithful and just to forgive. As soon as we, as soon as we let it go, as soon as we stop carrying it, that's gospel. That's why you can get out of that cycle, whatever with whatever sin pattern it is. It doesn't matter what the sin pattern is. I don't, honestly, I don't think the Lord cares that much. Because to him, sin is sin. It's anything that we do that says, I know better than you. At the most basic level, that's what sin is. It's something that the Lord said, yeah, you shouldn't do that because that's not how I designed you. Right? Right. So it gets murky sometimes. But we can't allow ourselves to stay in the murk. We that's can't what the allow ourselves. Yeah, because that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to stay where we're at. He wants us to stay shameful, fearful, not going to the to the presence of the Father to you know confess. 
and because to then, receive because love. We, so, say that again? And to receive love. Right. Because also, love over um, uh, conquers all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Yes. Absolutely. And that's where, you know, you know, there are pastors out there and we all know some of them <laughs> who get stuck in well god is love so therefore um therefore judgment can't be real <laughs> that sort of extreme grace and grace is extreme oh my god literally oh my god like we we're each aware of how jacked up we are right we don't need anybody to remind us so god doesn't as soon as we confess that we've done something stupid i mean he knew <laughs> he knew what the what our thought processes were what the monkey in our brain was going woo before right mm -hmm. It's, and like I said, sin is sin. You confess, you ask forgiveness, it's forgiven, he forgets it. The blood covers it. The blood covers it. Say it one more time, blood, the blood covers it. We gotta get that through our heads. You have to confess. You have to go to Jesus, go to the Father, go to the Holy Spirit and say, I screwed up. They already know. <laughs> God knows. But the humility of saying, I screwed up. Right. Goes That's back to what the we, key. Goes back to what James said. Humble yourself. Humble. Mm -hmm. And he will exalt you. He exactly. will exalt you. Uh, so again goes back to the the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Mm -hmm. First that you know look you know good on the outside, but really wicked on the inside. And uh, and going back to that that parable about the Pharisee exalting himself and then the tax collector repenting toward the Father, saying, "I know I'm I'm a screw up, I'm messed up, I am sinful, I'm not worthy to even look up to." Bring my face above you, and yet that that the tax collector was glorified, was you know exalted more mm -hmm. than the Pharisee. Pharisee couldn't touch it, <laughs> as he went off about how he's so much better than this this tax collector over here. And Jesus said, um, no, no, you're not. <laughs> He's like, uh-uh, you're, you're missing something, bud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you are missing something big. <sighs> so with all this, well, maybe people are asking, okay, well, what now? I mean, are you sure that's the case? Well, are you sure that, that that that's true? Or what you're saying is true? Well, for one thing, I'm giving you a scripture. 
So go back to it and test it. But guys, remember, this was prophesied long ago. This was prophesied before the exile, uh, the, the, even though any even Moses uh, it's coming about the prophet that would be like me and you need to listen. But what was the prophecy concerning of like, you know, of how do we know him? Jeremiah, for those who know the new covenant. The new covenant. Jeremiah 31. At that time, declares the Lord, I will be the God of all the clans of Israel and they shall be my people. Thus says the Lord, the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. Forgive me, I am reading uh, not from um, <laughs> long verse. Forgive me, folks. It is verse 31. Same chapter, chapter 31, verse 31. Got, got ahead, uh, got a little lost there. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law, I will put my Torah, my instructions within them. I will write it on their hearts. Instead of heart, instead of first it was written on stone, it was written on their hearts. Continuing, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sins no more. It says it right there. The new covenant was the Messiah coming when he would, uh, that he would be the good shepherd that laid down his life. And after he resurrected, he promised the Holy Spirit, and that's back in the, uh, John, the helper. But, and, being, and Jesus being the bridgeway and sending the gift of the Holy Spirit that we may have, you know, that his spirit, his Torah in us, it will be, it will be written in our hearts instead of on stone. Where stone, kind of in that illustration in Ezekiel, Chapter 11, um, starting from uh, 17, verse 17. Therefore, says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And when they come there, they will remove it all and its distasteable things and all its abominations. And I will give them one heart and a new spirit, and I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them the heart, the heart and give them a heart of, excuse me. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my rules and obey them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. But as for those hearts goes after their distasteful things and their abominations, I will bring their deeds upon their own heads, declares the Lord God. Now, why does he use flesh with stone, comparing the stone? Well, stone is hard, cold, you know, unchanging. Mm -hmm. Now, also stone is used as, you know, uh, symbolizes the pure. But in this case, in this context, 
He's using, he's comparing stone with flesh, means stone being unchangeable and stubborn, that there's no repentance. But with flesh, there's, you know, with flesh in our in our bodies, this is how uh, Caleb's uh, um, in, in interpreting, and I pray the Holy Spirit's using this, but with flesh in us, you know, uh, our bodies are, you know, pretty much a uh, combined of water. And, wa and water, what does uh, Jesus talk about? That he is the water of life. Well, with water, is is it brings life. Mm -hmm. You know, it refreshes us. So we, we, uh, we and we're, uh, in heart, in our hearts, we're you know pumped with you know with blood. So I mean, blood is life. So and His yeah. Word, His Spirit is life. Absolutely. So it's all there for us to encourage us. That, yeah, though you are you know, though you got so many issues, sinful, you know, all these things. Yet I still want to change you. I still want to be a part of your life. This is the God that wanted to, you know, put his tabernacle, that commanded Moses to, to build a tabernacle like he, that, he, that he showed Moses in, in, the, in, in heaven. Every bit of detail that he wanted to build a tabernacle in the midst of the 12 tribes of Israel, in the center. There is no mm -hmm. deity throughout every culture that has a God that wants to be, um, you know, in the midst of his people. More like, you know, uh, put on a stadium or a, you know, uh, a statue, to, you know. But no, this is a, a God that, you know, that has no, you know, it, but that is, that is that is spirit and wants to be amidst his people. Mm -hmm. So with that and promising the Holy Spirit in, in John, that the helper, that he will give you guidance. He will teach you all his ways. So it's all there. Those are the tools right there. The Holy Spirit. I guess that's the other one. The Holy Spirit, that's the greatest one. And Jesus said that I, it's good that I go to my Father so that mm -hmm. I can send the Helper. Because with me, yes, I, I, I can only hear right now, because he was, in, he was human, I can only teach you so much. It was after the resurrection and ascending to the Father, that way he can send the Holy Spirit to to uh, reveal to us his mysteries, to guide us, to you know change us from the inside out. That it would be necessary to prepare for for when you know when he comes again for us. So mm -hmm. all this is to get is is tools. The Holy Spirit, His Word, and be able to just pray to Him. Three things right there. He's given us the Holy Spirit, but in order to receive the Holy Spirit, we need to be repent and be be baptized and receive the holy spirit that's what pete this is what peter was talking about in acts when he when people were like when he was giving them the gospel the pe uh, people will ask they were convicted and then they asked what should we do he said repent repent of your sins be baptized and receive the holy spirit like you just saw us receive the holy spirit with fire just now uh, and three thousand people were converted that day and then made and many more after that but um receiving the holy spirit the word that's been given to us everything that shows you know how god worked with those people and, and showing god's character throughout uh, everywhere and able to just pray to him talk to him jesus is the bridgeway we now through him we have access our relationship with the father has been restored mm-hmm so it's all there. We just got to continue no matter what our circumstances. And I'm talking to myself because I've been dealing with stuff lately, too, of just, you know, uh, more discouragement, really. And 
bombarded and, I, and almost and fearing to lose in that fire for God that I have to just go to his presence and just say, Lord, I had to do that now before the podcast. I was in a kind of a weird attitude. I'll be honest with you. And then I had, and then as we were waiting, the Lord used that time uh, to get me to start praying and just to start, you know, rebuking the enemy and start inviting his presence so that we can, you know, have this discussion. How can I, how can I be here and have a bad attitude if I'm not, you know, um, being real with you guys and, and but be encouraged enough being re- refreshed by the holy spirit um so we're all in this journey together you're, you're out there if you're dealing with stuff you are not alone oh no you are not alone whatever struggles you're dealing with and things that you are just unworthy or shameful and all that you are not alone my friend we are all on that same journey and that's the, the, the that theme of healing you're dealing with is the enemy trying to keep you down, keep suppressing you, because the enemy knows the plans that the Father in heaven has for you. He wants to keep continue to suppress the gospel from your life so that you can grab a hold of it and apply it to your life, receiving the Holy Spirit, being guided, and being used in, a, in a, an incredible way by him. And it won't be what you've done, it will be what, the, what God has done through you. So Amen. you are... Uh, Whoever's listening, you are not alone. And for those who maybe, and for those who maybe are listening, that are listening, and you're not sure where you're at with your faith, and maybe you don't, maybe you don't believe, and maybe you're just listening for whatever reason. I don't know, but believe this: that God is real. God is real. Now it's up to you if you're going to believe that or not, and that the Holy Spirit uh, will. Um, give you that revelation but he is real he has given us resources his word and jesus told, said to everyone that if you just if you just go to him if you seek me you will find me you will find me no matter uh, we've heard many testimonies that people are like okay god though the atheist god if you're real show me i really need mm-hmm. to know and they will tell you they found God in bizarre ways. Some even that would seem silly, but yet God got a hold of them. Whether using a, uh, a a sign on the on on the highway, or 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 whatever situation, bringing a, a stranger in that person's life, or whatever. But yeah, they will tell you, okay, yeah, God, you're real. Mm-hmm. I follow. I will follow you. I repent. I believe in you. I will follow you. Um, so for those who are, for those who maybe that, that are, they're questioning your faith, seek him. That's all I can really tell you is seek him. It's there. Go. If you have a Bible in your home, get it off the shelf, dust it off and read it and mm-hmm. then go to the presence. It may feel weird at first, just going in a room, talking to feel like you're talking to yourself, but acknowledge. Yeah. Right. But acknowledge the ceiling. Him. Acknowledge him anyway. <laughs> Even if it just seems weird, acknowledge him. And ask Absolutely. the Father to reveal himself to you. And I promise you, I promise you, I'm going to be bold here. I promise you, he will reveal himself to you. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is just be open. That's all True. I got. Truth, truth. All right, Matt is able to get truth. on. His, uh, you're able to see him now.
fiddling with things. I think. Oh, it's really. Your mic did go off a bit. All right. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Turn it up a bit. Difficulties. Sorry, everybody. Turn up your your volume a bit. But even in this case right now, here's the evidence. We ain't perfect. We're still learning this stuff. <laughs> Matt's got more experience than I do, but uh, um, but yeah, we're uh, we're all being real here. But uh, knowing his voice is a process, but it starts with just seeking his word, figuring out who he is, asking questions. Questions, you know, it's good to ask questions. Um, it's crucial. It's to crucial ask that he asks questions. That's how you're able to find answers and then seek it out. But in the end, uh, you have to allow the Lord. We have to allow the Lord to, you know, turn, you know, uh, keep us from leaning on our own understanding. So we all do it. We all tend to lean on our understanding instead of just leaning on His. Um, but that's what Scripture says in Proverbs. You know. Don't lean on your understanding and all your ways and everything you do, everything that you've learned and all that, acknowledge God, bring him into the, you know, the questioning, asking him all these things and he will make your path straight. He'll make it make sense. Yes. Maybe so, not immediately. Exactly. That, that's Usually the other thing. Ne it's never going to be on our time, but it'll be on the perfect time. The time that we need it on his timing. Mm -hmm. so it's a journey it's a process it's an adventure uh there's joy and there are definitely struggles jesus never promised us that we were going to be all uh good everything's going to be good everything's going to be happy and all that la -dee da no he most of the time he told us <laughs> it was going to be hard you are mm -hmm. going to you are going to be persecuted you're going to have struggle but even in the midst of that persecution and struggling i will be with you he said that in when he ascended into heaven that I will be with you always until the end of the age, end of time, however it's translated, but he will be with you always till the end, to the very end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's the bottom line. That's why more than, more than avoiding being misled, that's why it's so important to know his voice because if you're following him you'll wind up with him for eternity and not only with him but somehow you'll become a part of him that's a weird concept i know <laughs> that's a weird one but it's it's there in the Bible. Um, you know, and I think that's part of where the term Christian came from. Yeah, it was it was largely derogatory at first. Mm. But it was the people in Antioch going, these people are just little Christs. What the heck? 
Why would they? Why would they want to be like this crucified dude? Mm. This doesn't make sense. But then it does. So, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a tricky thing. It's, um, but that's again, that's why knowing his voice is so key. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't know his voice, we'll miss the boat. Right. We'll miss it every time. Or we'll be going and, in circles in, in situations in our life that we think, oh, you know, and we're just, we're misinterpret and all that, so. Mm-hmm. We, we can't live there. It doesn't work. We have to be in him, with him. And part of the point of this life is the process of becoming more like him. It's pretty much. That's just what it is. Right. Also, that when we be like him, when we strive to be, um, that way we can also, because again, he wants to speak to people through us, through his people, whether it be by his spirit, or, but he, he uses his people to be his voice, right? Absolutely. So, like, like whether prophets, you know, or apostles, or even evangelists, he wants to use the, the voice of his people to be his voice. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important that we hear his voice so that way we're not going on our own understanding, on our own mindset, on our ways. Going back to the scripture saying that your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. So we need to mm-hmm. ask always. Father, let us hear you know your your thoughts. Teach us how your thoughts. Teach us your ways, so that we we can be the voice to teach others the same. So that's even more important because if we want to be His voice, we need to know it. Absolutely. Let's see. No. Doggone it. Still, still playing around <laughs> with that, huh? Yep. I <laughs> want to get back to my regular webcam. Anyway. We'll get it fixed for next week. Yeah. <laughs> Lord willing. No, we will. But uh, that's pretty much it, guys. And for those who are uh, questioning, we still love to hear from you. We'd still love to hear from you. We have the informa- We have all the inf- our information boasted out there. So please reach out. We will. We, we will. We want to be there to guide, to disciple, because that's just what we're called to do, especially for uh, mm-hmm. millennials. Again, for people who, what's the phrase? Like us. Like us. For those who are still Jesus lovers, but, of, uh, but question the, the, how the church system. Mm-hmm. We want to get back to what, what, what uh, the community, the congregation, the family aspect of mm-hmm. Ecclesia. So we want to hear from you. It doesn't matter what location you're at. We want to hear from you. So, please reach out, and we'll. All right. Let's. So, so anyway, pop up the credits. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out. Um, as always, you can contact us via email, uh, outpouring underscore fellowship at proton.me. Um, 
will reach either of us. Caleb Meal at Outlook.com will reach Caleb. You can reach out to him on Instagram at Caleb underscore Meal. Myself on Telegram at Matthias76. Or either of us on True Social. Tech underscore Freedom or Caleb Meal. One word. I'm very simple. And, Matt's more creative. <laughs> well, the the Matthias thing that that was actually a nickname from one of my best friends back in the day. Oh, cool. Um, and and then I took Latin in high school, and I went, oh, that's kind of fun. <laughs> Why not? Um, and then the true social one. That's actually for my business, but feel free yes. to reach out. Yes. If you're on True Social. Seriously. Um, so, yeah. So, guys, and thank of you. Of course, the background music is Indie Folk Background by KL Productions. Make sure guys, that we give credit where credit's due. Absolutely. So, guys, thank you so much for. Uh, um tuning in for those who are listening to the the recording posted on whether on rumble on youtube or on your favorite uh, podcast platform uh we thank you guys for listening we want you to spread the word out too and uh we look forward to more podcasts coming up and thank you for uh enduring our um technical difficulties but still fun to be on here all right (laughs) we wish you all the best blessings upon you in the name of yeshua hamashiach jesus the christ uh keep your keep the faith and keep your light shining guys all right take care god bless